0: N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash WTF.
1: Lock the gate!
0: <laughs> All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck nicks? What the fucksters? What's happening? I'm Mark Maron. This is WTF, my podcast. From inside the house, inside the garage. Man people are going nuts and i get it i get it i was going nuts but i you know i go out and i run and shit and i uh i try to stay sane trying there've been a couple of nights where i wake up and i'm freaking out how are you guys doing man look i'm fortunate and i know that in the sense that like i you know i'm okay for now but i know that's not everybody's story and and i and i and I want to be empathetic with that and say, you know, I, I feel for you. I've been where you are, but not in this position, in this situation where we're helpless, powerless to change anything. It's tough. And, you know, I'm sorry that we're all going through it. And I want to make sure that I keep my empathy because I'm not naturally fully empathetic like i feel things but they're usually in relation to me like uh, so it you know in order for me to kind of engage that muscle and really kind of get things into perspective i've got to meditate on it a minute and i realize and i want to make sure that i understand out loud that you know i am grateful for a lot of the people that are going to work amidst this fucking nightmare first responders, healthcare professionals, people delivering food. I know a lot of lip service is paid to this, but I don't think there's ever going to be enough uh, ever going through it or in, in retrospect. There are people that are really stepping up and that are really being selfless in this. Maybe some people out of necessity, but some people truly have the heart to be selfless. And, you know, it is, a holiday period for some and it just I, I just want to make sure i put that out there to remind myself and everybody else that uh you know we we get selfish and y- you know we think like well this is fucking inconvenient and here i am living a life of of leisure to a degree though with uh, again with the sort of constant current of terror anytime i go out in order to do an essential bit of business grab some food take a run Wearing the mask. A lot of people making masks. I've I've not had any problem adjusting to the masks and seeing people with masks. You got to get the right mask so you don't pass out. If it's too thick, you know, you might might black out. And then you're going to think you have something wrong with you. And then you're going to end up in the hospital and, you know, Expose yourself to other possibilities. Take up valuable time for someone to tell you that uh, you hyperventilated because you were breathing your own air and breath into a mask and right back in again. Uh, there's nothing wrong with you. Um, get get a, a different fabric. You're okay. By the way, my guest today, Taylor Tomlinson, I'm sure most of you have watched her special by this point quarter life crisis it's now streaming on netflix she also does a bit on uh, youtube i believe with her her boyfriend who is also a comic sam morell who's going to be on thursday's show both of these interviews this week are uh, post quarantine interviews people that came over in the amidst the uh, home shelter and distancing rules to be part of this essential service the podcast We took proper precautions, we took pictures at a distance, and we did it. We overcame it, but this is in real time, real face-to-face shit. Six feet apart, folks. Six feet apart. So a couple months ago, folks, we put out a special edition line of merch to celebrate the first 10 years of WTF. And the response was so great, we made a second line of posters, T-shirts, and new enamel pins. These are all new designs by the same artist, Johnny Jones, and you can get another limited edition poster, signed by me, a new glow-in-the-dark T-shirt, and a tentacle head enameled pin. These are some great trippy designs by Johnny, and just like the first batch, we're only making one run of this stuff. We'll post some pictures on Twitter and Instagram, and uh, you can go get this stuff at podswag.com slash WTF or go to WTFpod.com and click on the merch link. Dig it. I want to tell you that Sword of Trust, the film that Lynn Shelton made that I am in, along with Michaela Watkins, Jillian Bell, John Bass, Toby Huss, Dan Backstall, uh, is now on Showtime, both, uh, on scheduled viewings and you can stream it on Showtime. It's now you if you have Showtime, you can watch Sword of Trust. Enjoy it. So I was was talking to you the other day, I, you know, that monkey was experiencing difficulty breathing my near 16 year old cat and, um, had to go to the vet. And I explained to you the process. I hadn't done the process, but I did the process, man. Right after I talked to you on Thursday, I got him in the cage, acted quick, had it open, top loader, dropped him in there. He freaked out, but he didn't shit or piss, which is progress. Drove to the vet, got there about 10 minutes before they came back from lunch, parked behind the place. At two o'clock, I called in to the front desk, said, uh, I got Monkey out here. And they said, We'll send somebody out. They sent somebody out, took Monkey in. I waited. Got a call from the front. How do you want to pay for this? Paid for it on the phone. They brought monkey back out, brought him home. I think he's doing all right. Doctor checked up on me. It's fucking heroes, man. I mean, people, some people, all they got is their fucking pets. And these people are working. They're working. People are working to save human lives, but they're also keeping pets alive, which are helping keep people sane and emotionally connected. Don't want to fall into yourself. Or get sick. Also. Saw a movie I've never seen before. Not a Criterion trip. It's weird man. I just had this craving to see some. I want to see some early James Caan. Old uh, footage of the tough Jew. Then we found this movie. Called Slither. Worst title. Kind of a great movie though. Kind of a great little comedy from the 70s, early 70s. James Kahn, Peter Boyle, Sally Kellerman. Alan Garfield is in it. Rest in peace, Alan. Lost Alan Garfield uh, last week, a few days ago. Alex Rocco is in it. It's kind of a great little movie. Sally Kellerman played my mother. On Marin, and I love her, and I, I hope she's okay. Alex Rocco, who played Mo Green in The Godfather, did one of his last bits of acting on my show, Marin, uh, with Elliot Gould. It was Elliot Gould and Alex Rocco on that episode. Tremendous. Oh, man. I've had some good moments in my life. But this movie's kind of crazy. It's kind of a crazy movie, and uh, I recommend it. Because it's got that 70s vibe. But it was before comedies became overwritten. And there's some genuinely kind of funny shit in there. And James Kahn is just playing like an ex con oddly. But kind of a sensitive guy. Kind of a, you know, slightly scared guy. And uh, it's kind of genius. There's there's bits between Kellerman and Khan that are just great. And Peter Boyle's great. I just, I ne- maybe it's just me. But I never heard of the movie. So I had to rent it on iTunes. It's called Slither. See, I, I guess the problem was really that there was some, it sounds like a horror movie, and there was a horror movie called Swither. but this is Slither. It was in, it, it's 1973. It's just a great little 70s movie that I knew nothing about. Okay? That's all. All right? Also, maybe The Gambler would be good. The original Gambler. Wasn't that Mazursky? Am I making that up? Somebody help me. Hey, Google, who directed The Gambler with James Kahn?
1: The Gambler was directed by Carol Rice.
0: Oh, really? Why was I thinking Mazursky? That's weird. Hey, Google, who wrote The Gambler with James Kahn?
1: The Gambler's story was written by James Chuback and Fyodor Dostoevsky.
0: Tobeck. That's it. James Tobeck and Mazursky. I got them confused. All right. So, Taylor Tomlinson, I didn't know going in. You know, she got pitched. She's a comic. She's a fan of this show. And uh, I didn't know her. I've never seen her before. I didn't know her from around. I don't know where she came from. And I, you know, and I prejudged her special. You know, I'm like, who's this young comic that all of a sudden can just do an hour? And uh, it was tight and well written and well performed. I mean, it's good. She's a good comic. And I, and she's young. She's in her 20s. I was like, how do you get that much shit together? I'm trying to think, when did I get my... Wow. 63, 73, 83, 93. I was 32 before when I did my half hour, and I barely had it together. She's like 27 or something when she did this. Anyways, the special is called um, Quarter Life Crisis. I enjoyed it. She's great. And she's got a great story. I was happy to talk to her. I'm happy that she came over. She was the first Let's Sit Six Feet Apart guest. There hasn't been many since, sir. There's only been three in total. Uh, But this is me talking to uh, Taylor Tomlinson. Do we have to do six feet? Because you can pull this. Six
2: feet? I mean, you
0: are, you're you're right over there. You yeah, okay? This feels alright. You feel far enough away. I have everything you need. There's hand sanitizer.
2: Look at this. There's some
0: rubber gloves. Amazing. I don't anticipate <laughs> that we'll need the rubber gloves.
2: I mean, I. I was just like, I don't know how nervous he is. It
0: really comes down to, I don't know, I've been out. Mm -hmm. I've been to supermarkets. I'm not worried about you giving it to me, but I don't know me.
2: Right. You? Yeah, that's exactly how I felt too. (laughs) I mean, when when my team was asking me about doing podcasts, I was like, give me like one more week that I haven't been on a plane. Right. Because if I... Give Mark Marin coronavirus. Yeah. My career is over.
0: <laughs> no, it's not. Right?
2: Just as it's beginning. Come it's on. over. It's no. Like, she
0: killed the king. No one no one's gonna blame anybody. <laughs> I, I'm the king of what?
2: I mean the of comedy, I think. Oh, come I mean on. I feel like, all right, I have to say this up top, and I'm okay. sorry if it makes you uncomfortable. Uh, uh this sounds exciting. This is like my oldest comedy dream. Yeah. Of like you started this podcast. Six months before I started doing comedy, which was my junior year of high school. So
0: like a little over a decade ago? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. 2009, right?
2: Yeah, right. Um, And so listening to this podcast is like how I learned how people became comedians. Really? Yeah. Well, and I started in a weird way. I started in like churches and stuff.
0: Okay, wait, let's go back. So, okay. okay, So you're listening to my show secretly. Did you have to listen to it secretly when you were in high school? Oh,
2: yeah, no. I, this so, was not something I was throwing out I, I, in the car with my dad.
0: Right, nobody... And I'm sure your friends are like, Mark who? What? <laughs>
2: I yeah. may, you are the only comedian I've ever paid to go see. <laughs> Come when on. I, you are when, when I was that when I turned eighteen, yeah. you were at the Ice House in Pasadena.
0: Oh, and yeah. I've never
2: been to a comedy club because right. I don't know how to make a fake ID. Right, I was a good kid. Yeah, and it was you headlining uh, with Eddie Pepitone and Maria <laughs> Bamford.
0: Oh wow, yeah, it was
2: insane. And yeah. it, I remember I sat in the back of the Ice House. I still feel this way when I perform there and just felt like oh my god it's supposed to be like this uh-huh. like this is how it's supposed to sound right. on all the albums and specials right. i listen yeah. to this is it it was like like a huge turning point for me and uh, as was listening to your podcast so uh yeah this is like very surreal for me
0: oh well, well welcome nice to have you
2: thank you i nice didn't know
0: i didn't know who you were
2: I know, we've well, never would I, met.
0: How was I going to know who you were? That's the weird thing about, like, you know, these specials come out, and yours came out, uh, when did it come out, a few weeks ago?
2: Uh, week before yours, I think.
0: Oh, so we're all in the same kind of cluster?
2: Yeah, week before yours.
0: Oh, okay, so you're still really doing press around that.
2: I mean, I was. Right. Uh, now everyone's kind of like...
0: Nervous is, about it? Can
2: we do anything? Yeah, still doing, like, interviews yeah, and it, over the phone.
0: Right, and the thing that's weird about Netflix is you don't know... You have no idea how many people are watching. All you can do is watch Twitter or watch whatever you're doing, like whatever platforms you're on. It's like, are people watching it? Those four people seem to. I got nine tweets today. That means, what, (laughs) times a million. That must be how many people. (laughs) But you come out, and I'm like, where the fuck they But I don't know all the young people who are doing, the young uh, up-and-comers. And And you're dating dating Sam? Mm -hmm. Like, I know that guy because I think he middled for me in... in, uh, and uh, what's that one Sunnyvale
2: mm-hmm. Oh at Rooster Tees At Rooster
0: Tees I think Sam middle for me at Rooster Tees once when it must have been almost you know probably 8 years ago Yeah Like uh but I know that I didn't know he was out here
2: yeah, he's out here now for the foreseeable future. He was out here visiting, and he had already been out here a lot in oh, February. Oh, okay, right.
0: So he wasn't living here. You're just stuck with him now. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: very happily stuck with him. But he he lives in New York. He's never going to move. I live right. here. I'm from California. so yeah, He we've... lucked
0: out to get out of there.
2: <laughs> I know. How long
0: has he been out here?
2: I mean, he's he's been out here since the 8th
0: man cause it's a fucking disaster there I know I imagine it's gonna get that way here to some degree but like we're naturally sort of isolated as people here like yeah. our our communal experience is not like New York where you walk outside and you're in it
2: yeah and you just rely on public transportation everything like we all have cars yeah and... there's
0: people everywhere all all around you all the time yeah he got out
2: yeah I mean he he was considering going back on like the twelve like because oh, things were about to get bad and yeah. he was like he is a New Yorker. Like he felt very loyal. He right. felt like he should go, and I was kind of like, I mean, I totally get it if you <laughs> if you feel like you need to, but uh, I feel like it would be safer for you to just not even get on a plane.
0: Yeah. No. Good call. How long you been with that guy?
2: Like six months.
0: Oh. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. So I don't. I, obviously, there's no reason that I would have known you before. I mean, we don't seem to travel in the same circles, but Mm-mm. it is kind of daunting and uh, and uh, impressive that you know. How old are you? 26. 26, and you got that, like, hour-plus of solid shit thank
2: that you. looks pretty
0: honed, pretty tight, <laughs> pretty revealing. You got a good pace to you, but you're talking about some pretty daunting personal shit.
2: Oh, thank you. You're
0: like Mulaney, like it sneaks in. You're like, this guy, <laughs> look at this kid, chipper, has got good style. Wow, that was kind of dark. What just happened? <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, I'm uh, definitely (laughs) tricking people. (laughs) There was darker stuff that I I didn't put in this special because I was like, if this special goes well, maybe then people will come see me on purpose and then I can be a little more honest. So, like, the new hour that I was doing on the road uh, right before, uh, you know, you can't do shows anymore was, like, much darker and much more personal. And even uh, I did Hilarities in Cleveland two days after the special came out. Yeah, it's nice. That guy uh, Nick... Yeah, Nick guy. And, and Sam and them. And yeah. he, Sam goes, uh, uh, the manager there goes... Yeah. So, did you get any like uh, pushback from your reps about how much like darker you are now? And I was like, I don't know. I mean, no, I don't. But they haven't seen it yet. I guess. More?
0: Is it personal?
2: It's personal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a lot. Like, like I had jokes about like losing my mom as a kid that I just didn't put in this one because I'm Uh-oh. like, let's just make this one about
0: <laughs> my dad who's still alive. Let's just take the shit out. You know, just like throw dad under the bus for a while.
2: Just a little bit. I mean, yeah. I feel like I cushioned it. No, you no, definitely well. yeah. definitely. But uh, but yeah, no, there's there's more to be said about my relationship with my dad for sure. Yeah. Yeah,
0: And and about your childhood in general. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a delicate balance, you know, because I had to deal with that with my special. But it wasn't so much personal darkness. It was a general sense of foreboding doom, Mm. you know, which I think resonates with people. But if you're not careful, not unlike personal darkness, people will get to a point where they're like, all right. We're good. Yeah. You know, so you've sorta of gotta balance it with these other bits. Mm-hmm. You know, the kind of you know, to structure it so people don't go off the cliff and they're not gonna look at you and go, like, This she's got problems. Right. And this is sad now.
2: <laughs> right. You gotta say we're all gonna die. Also supplements seem like bullshit. Yeah. You
0: know? <laughs> right. But I've done that sort of personal thing to like to an extreme as well mm. through different uh, parts of my life, I don't know what I was doing at the ice house, but some of that stuff gets kind of weighty. And then you have these people that are like, well, I mean, is this therapy? I hate that fucking mm. question. It's like, no, it's organized, structured, funny things about sad parts of my life yeah. designed to make you laugh. Yes. Right?
2: Absolutely. Don't
0: you hate when people ask you if it's therapy? Oh, my gosh. It I mean, I have,
2: I have a lot of jokes about therapy now, which yeah. maybe heads that off a little bit or mm. maybe leans into it. I yeah. can't tell. Um, But, yeah, no, I, I hear people say that not to me directly, but about other people. I don't know. It just was that therapy or something. Right. And these are just, you know, yeah. civilians, not other comedians. Uh, And I don't know. I personally love it when comics get really dark and personal. Yeah. So I feel like... I don't totally understand it, but I could sort of sympathize with an audience on the road that is just trying to have a night out and got a babysitter. Yeah,
0: those people are that yeah, I don't yeah. I've I i do not owe them an apology, but I'm not everyone's idea of a night out.
2: Yeah, but it's way. like you got Google, like look me up.
0: Yeah, yeah, do a little research. Yeah. At this point.
2: Yeah. Kind of.
0: But like but you you've experienced that, like the nature of, of, of mining yourself for material, especially if it's dark. And also like there was part of me watching your special where I'm like how 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 big of a problem could it be she's 12 <laughs> am I, this big life crisis she's having how much am I gonna empathize for the for that girl who's complaining about her quarter life crisis <laughs> but it really I think it seems like about a third of it is really dealing with being your age and the other bit is about how you grew up Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Really?
2: Yeah. And just not feeling ready to uh, make any decisions that would move my life forward.
0: Except that you have this like incredibly tight hour plus of stand up that clearly you've been working on diligently and and uh, in a very focused way.
2: Yeah, definitely. But that's just because I think I'm going to die really young. So you? I think, oh, yeah. I mean, when your parent dies really young, you go, oh, I guess I'm going to die at 34 also. Oh,
0: my God, 34.
2: 34. So every time I get something in his business, I'm like, well, I mean, I'm about to die. So it makes sense that the universe would, or God or whoever would give me this yeah. <laughs> before I die. I mean, when, when everything went down like a week after my special came out. You're
0: like, oh, here we go. I was like, yeah, this... This is what? This adds up. Yeah. But it's funny, mine came out a week after and I felt the same way. Right? But, but I was like, I timed this just right. <laughs> I mean, I was talking about this, you know? Yeah. This makes perfect sense. But I didn't think it made perfect sense because, of course, I'm going to die. It was like, I did it. Yeah. I got in under the <laughs> wire. I was. You know, this is great timing for me, bad timing for the world.
2: Yes, exactly. Do you feel like people are more likely to uh, find your special and watch it because of the name? Or yeah, do f- for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's what I thought, too. But then I was also like, does that mean, do you think people are also like, I don't want to think about the fact that it's the end times, oh. so they'll avoid it. Because I'm the type of person who like wants to watch Contagion right now.
0: Right? No, it's very. A lot of people are. A
2: lot of people are, yeah. but then uh, the other side of it is people going. I, I know, would that. never. I guess. Right now. I
0: think that's wearing out. Though, I, I think that like in times like these, where people are painfully aware of what's happening, you know, the desire to distract uh, yourself is 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 heavy. But you're also very on to it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you're just going through life and your problems are everyday problems and you like check out however you're going to check out, which is like most of your fucking day mm-hmm. that, you know, you're not thinking like I'm dying. Right. So, like, I think the idea of checking out now, it's a little more loaded because how are you going to do it? Like, I'm just going to get my mind off this and you're not doing anything else. Yeah. But sitting at home, sitting at home, wondering how this is going to fucking pan out. Yeah. So you might as well look at the worst of it. Let's yeah. watch Contagion to see what we're up against.
2: Yeah, I googled it. The end, they find a vaccine. So, uh,
0: same with Outbreak. Yeah, yeah, they find the monkey at the end of Outbreak.
2: Right. If the end was there's no more
0: Earth, then I wouldn't watch that. What just came on?
2: What was oh, that outside?
0: That. Yeah, I'm having like, wow. <laughs> so, all right, but let's, now I feel like I've I've dealt with this. You're a special guest. You know, this happens. Yeah. And this is a new space, and this is not as noisy as it could be, but it won't last forever.
2: Yes. Much so, like this pandemic, we hope.
0: I hope. What are you doing?
2: What am I doing? Yeah,
0: for this pandemic situation.
2: Oh, my gosh. I mean, I'm, I'm lucky that Sam stayed here because, yeah. I mean, I was not going to go see my family or anything coming off of two weeks on the road where I was like Vegas to New York to Cleveland. Right. I was like, all right, I guess I have to not see anybody for two weeks. But he was also coming off of being on the road from here to there to wherever. Yeah. Uh, and so, and we had already been together for a few days. So it was yeah. like, okay, if you have it or I have it, we've given it to each other. Right. So let's hunker down here. Right. I mean, or you can go back to New York and also self-isolate. In which case, we just would have been on FaceTime all day. Right. Um, But for us, it's pretty nice because we're long distance. Right. So we've we've never gotten to like...
0: Hang out? Hang out like this. How's
2: that going? It's actually going great. Really? Yeah, we're like... I mean, we're just like very good friends. Right. I would just hang out with him anyway. I was hesitant to date him because I was like, I would like to be friends with you. And he's like, well, I'm not going to be your friend now. And I'm like, okay, well, then I guess we'll date. But I, I was like, I like you so much as a person... And I feel like we, you know, could hang out forever. Uh, well, he's
0: a, he's a sharp guy. He's a great, yeah. great joke writer. Yeah. Seems like a sweet sort of soft-spoken dude. I don't really know him, but he doesn't seem like a, a loudmouth or a guy who's going to make a scene.
2: No, not at all. Very nice guy. Yeah. So we've, just, we've been making dumb videos and started a movie podcast for the time being. And what what most people, I think, are doing. Six uh, months you've been I, with him. Six months, yeah. First
0: comic you've dated? no.
2: Second second comment I've dated? Who's
0: the other guy? Uh, I don't know why I'm asking this. I don't, know. Just, I don't think I dated, you know him. I was married to a, a woman who was a comic trying to right. you know, do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, there were mo- it got ugly around that. The, mm. I think that the deepest resentment she had towards me was something I did not do for her as somebody in show business, which is bad.
2: Oh. But yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hey, have you guys had any? Well, no. It's. I'm not going to put any bait in your head. He's had a special. He's had a special. Yeah, he right? just had a special yeah. come
2: out uh, called "I Got This" with Comedy yeah. Central. Right. Uh, so you
0: guys are good. You're even.
2: Yeah. I mean, for me, <laughs> I, for me, it's interesting because like the the other comic I did was not like. Better than me, right? We were kind of we we're like the same age and yeah. stuff, so it's been interesting for me dating somebody who's you know been doing it closer to like fifteen years and is in my opinion just clearly better. And I would never different, <laughs> like I mean different, yes, but also just been doing it longer. So yeah. you know right. it's hard to argue with that. So and he's never made me feel like that or, or said anything, but I feel that way. And so uh
0: I don't know if it's necessarily true. I mean, he does a different form. He's like a joke guy. I mean, yeah. you're a joke woman, but, you know, you're a long form person.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. We have very different styles. Yeah, he's
0: like joke to joke. Like he's mm-hmm. like a tell style, right? Or he yeah. used to be. Yeah. And then, and, but you're like long form, like personal stuff.
2: Right. Yeah. 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 Which I wish I were more yeah, I topical. Always well, right? I always
0: wish I, I could write tight jokes and be satisfied with it. I mean, mm-hmm. I think when you do long form, you know, there are jokes in it mm-hmm. and you know, you're getting laughs, but there's some magic to writing one liners or just three line jokes that yeah. land I just even when I've done it it's like doing math to me like you know you're just sitting there writing these jokes mm-hmm. and then like and I, I, it's not satisfying enough for me to just be like that one landed
2: yeah, no, I, I need you to laugh and also see me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. this is also for this me. This is what I've been doing to to know who I am. <laughs> and now I have my space as a human yeah. and I need you to hear me and see <laughs> me. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what, you you don't have to like me, but I, I have things to say. But I
2: exist.
0: Yes, I, it's exactly how I, that's why I did it. Were your parents like painfully selfish on top of Christian or uh, your dad anyways? Yeah.
2: <laughs> don't know i mean
0: uh, i just i think i am the way i am because they took up a lot of air
2: Mm, yeah i mean i had an interesting situation after my mom passed away my dad got remarried uh, somewhat quickly and sort of got to like revamp his life a little bit Uh, like he got a new yeah he got like a new career and we Mm. moved to like a nicer place and like he got a new wife who he's still with and she's wonderful and they're an amazing couple mm. um, but it was it was a strange dynamic uh, that I'm probably still working through in therapy to be mourning like the loss of the most important person in your life while the other most important person in your life. Uh, Is uh, falling in love and in the midst of yeah in the midst of like a honeymoon period essentially which he deserved I mean at that point he'd been through the ringer for years with my mom being sick so I'm glad he was happy but well where did you grow up Uh, I grew up uh, in like Modesto until I was like ten and then I was in uh, Temecula
0: now those are those are. L.A. satellites, right? Or are they Bay Area satellites? I always yeah, forget.
2: Modesto is like an hour from Sacramento. Okay, and then Temecula okay, right, is like right. in between L.A. and San Diego. It's like closer to San Diego. Okay, and so London one's Empire. up
0: north and one's a little south. Yeah. Okay. So, how old were you? Are You the only kid? No,
2: I have three younger sisters.
0: Three younger sisters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So, so are and your dad was doing what up there in uh, Modesto? He was a music teacher. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's nice.
2: Yeah, he's like an amazing singer. He's so good. I mean, he wanted to be a performer and then realized like he couldn't travel that much and also like have a family and he really wanted a family. So he changed his major to music education uh, because he was like, no, I want to have kids and I want to be there and stuff. And so I think when when I started doing stand up, uh, he and I took a class together, which was his idea. That's how I started doing stand up, and. Uh, I think he got a real kick out of it, and probably still does to a degree. That I am making a living being a performer.
0: Um, but like how? So he taught what? What ages? Like like
2: he was teaching high school. Uh, uh. He ta- I think he taught like all grades at a certain yeah. point. But my memory of it is that he was teaching like show choir oh, in, so in high he, school.
0: So does he play an instrument?
2: Yeah, he plays piano. Oh, Okay, mm-hmm. and
0: and so your your siblings must be some. One of them must be pretty young still.
2: Uh yeah, my youngest sister is uh twenty.
0: Oh, okay. So how old were you when your mom passed away?
2: Eight. So we were two, four, six, and eight.
0: Oh my God. Mm-hmm. That's fucking horrendous.
2: Yeah, it's early. But... I mean
0: what what uh what happened?
2: She had cancer. I mean, you know. Really? Pretty standard. She had uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma mm. that I think became breast cancer. It was coupled with breast cancer, but it was it was Hodgkin's lymphoma. And it
0: happened after she had all of you or she knowed that she was sick?
2: Right after she had my youngest sister. And I guess she was having like really terrible night sweats and went to the doctor a couple times and they were like, it's hormones. And then turns out it was cancer. Yeah.
0: But so they must have started pretty young, huh? How mm-hmm. old was she when she had you? Like twenty four or something, or yeah, twenty six? I guess maybe. she was twenty five. Wow, twenty six? I yeah. guess yeah,
2: twenty six, maybe your age. Oh, I was I was turning <laughs> nine like two months later, so she must have been twenty five uh-huh. when she when she had me.
0: And so your memories of her are vague, or
2: I probably have the most memories of her, and I only have a handful. So like my youngest sister obviously doesn't remember anything. Uh, mm. I think my second youngest sister remembers a tiny bit, and then uh, you know me like the two older ones, me and uh, me and my other sister. We we have a handful, uh-huh. but you know yeah. Like
0: you- what like. Food, going to the...
2: Yeah, like shopping for school clothes at Walmart. You remember that? I remember that. Uh, I remember times she got mad at me. Like, that's the thing is all the things you remember from your childhood were either like really, really great or really, really traumatic. traumatic. So you're like, I remember that time... That we, you know, ate cookie dough in the middle of the night and scrapbooked, and it's like, remember that time she locked you in the garage? Like it's, you what? know, you're like yeah. there's a real, uh, there's a real uh, difference between all the memories, and they're all very heightened, uh-huh. um, which is which is interesting.
0: Do you do you like? I'm only asking this because I talked to Sean Lennon about it. Do you sort of? Um, and he brought it up. That the memories he does he does have of his father that are his own, he really like almost like nurtures them, mm, like mm-hmm. he holds on to them and makes sure that they don't fade.
2: Yes, do you, I think so too. You do, yeah. yeah. I mean, I will I will catch my some myself sometimes going. Ooh, I don't remember what her voice sounds like. I need to watch an old video or something. Wow,
0: you know, because yeah. you just start to forget. There are videos, though.
2: There are some videos. Yeah, oh, that's good. I mean, not like you know, if I had kids, what they would have now. I mean, right, gosh, right. It's the best time to have a dead mom right, right. now. You can go through their Instagram. <laughs> I don't know
0: anyone's and uh... <laughs> thinking that, but maybe that's true. Maybe they should comfort themselves. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, there's like home movies. And sure, she kept a lot of like scrapbooks, and my youngest sister found um. Her journals, she kept a journal from the time your mom did, yeah, from the time she's like in third grade Mm. up until she got pregnant with me. Wow, and so we found like a box of those maybe six years ago.
0: Is it all sort of any sorted things? Any, (laughs) I
2: I mean, you know, there's the one where she got married, she was dating and then got married Uh to my dad, yeah, and then got pregnant with me, and they were not planning to get pregnant. Oh, wow, so it's interesting to read your mom being like. I just were, you know, he's worried about it and he can't hear about it yet, and I, I feel like, you know, a pregnant teenager in high school. Like, oh, this she is not hadn't the plan. told him. No, she had. She, I think she, he knew, but oh, he was uh, like so stressed out that he hmm. was kind of like, look, just I don't tell me right now. Like, tell me in a few right, days or something. Right. Uh, based wow. on what I read, like, I think they were very stressed out when they got
0: pregnant with me. Wow, that's sort of an uh, interesting insight into. Any parent, whether dead or not, to to see that private dialogue with mm-hmm. herself, yeah, between herself, right? Yeah.
2: And I don't know that he read them. I know he asked to, but I don't think he actually read them. We all sister... burned through them, right. of course. Yeah. That's... Are you guys
0: keeping them from him?
2: Uh, you know, we we yeah. have them.
0: Okay.
2: I mean, again, I gave him I gave him the college one yeah. at one point, but I don't. I just don't think he ever read it. Uh-huh. I don't think I would want to. Hmm. If my spouse passed away, I don't think I'd want to read their diary hmm. from any part of our marriage not no? that she said anything terrible right. but uh, you know i just thinking from my own perspective i'm like i don't know that i would even want to chance it. maybe because i keep i've kept journals so i know what i've written and i'm like i don't want
0: to well yeah i think we're a little, i mean it's it, it is i guess i don't know i don't keep journals but it's relative to the type of person you are some mm-hmm. of us are I, the only time i journaled you know compulsively was during uh my uh, second divorce, you know, Mm -hmm. just to keep my sanity. Yeah. You know, but there was a lot of, like, dark thoughts going on then Mm -hmm. and a lot of fucking.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And would you want anyone to read that? No,
0: but I'm pretty open about a lot of it. I I went through it, you know, because when you write a journal and you get through whatever you're journaling, you're kind of like, I bet you that stuff's pretty amazing.
2: Right. And, he,
0: <laughs> and then you go read it, you're like, holy fuck,
2: this yeah. is sad. But when and you first it, write it, you're like, I should publish yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, this, <laughs> this
0: is deep shit. This is you repeating things day to day. It's crazy.
2: I just put the date and scribbled real hard on this page. <laughs> hey, That's yeah, nuts. <laughs> yeah.
0: Didn't write much this day, but I showed up for it. To say I'm not feeling like writing. Yeah. <laughs> well, what was the, what do you, as you get older and you have some hindsight mm-hmm. and you definitely talk about in your stand-up, I mean, what what do you think that the major effect it's had on you personally is?
2: Oh, I mean, I think you are always trying to impress somebody who no longer exists. Like my biggest fear growing up is that my mom would not have liked me mm. if she got to know me. And there's no way to Find out if she would have or not. I mean, you assume that she it, would
0: have, sure, and like, or she would have at least pretended to, right, long enough for you to eventually change into something she could.
2: Yes, like. she would have at least loved me out of obligation, right, right, right. until you know yeah. my brand became something she could get on board with. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But that's why, like, if family members of mine from that side of the family, you know, watch my stand up and say things about, you know, we're very proud of you. I'm like, thank you so much. It feels like getting some of that from her that uh-huh, I never got, uh-huh. and you know, every good thing that happens in your life there's a little voice in the back of your head going oh here's another thing that they're never gonna see
0: oh you really you hear that you Mm -hmm. feel that yeah yeah so the absence never uh kind of goes away i don't think so active active absence
2: yeah i said that to my my grandma who's my mom's mother Uh um a couple years ago i was just like when i i'm like i just want to stop dealing with this? Like, when am I going to be past this? Because I would feel like I feel good about that. Like, I, that's a thing that happened to me, but it doesn't control my life. And I don't think about it every single day and I'm yeah. fine. And then, you know, there'd be one year that I thought about it every day and it felt like it was affecting everything. And, and she said, you know, I don't think we're ever going to. I think it's just always going to be there in the back of your head and it's always going to be something that we are dealing with a little bit but yeah. you know we're fine and we're all good and happy and i i think uh she has definitely fielded a lot of questions for me and my sisters about yeah. her over the years uh-huh. um and she is seemingly to me like the most at peace with it um which is incredible to me because i can't imagine losing a child i mean i've never even had a child but i can't imagine that um
0: and your father it sounds like whatever grief he was going through however he handled it he was still there for you guys
2: yeah i think so i mean he it's funny we've talked more recently about that period of time um which is helpful because it it we were so young, we didn't really know exactly what he was going through. Mm-hmm. I think for him, he had four daughters yeah. and he was suddenly by himself and he was like, well, I can't stop. Like I have to just keep going. Like he told me once, he was like, I remember like the first day I took you guys to school because it yeah. happened like the week before we went back to school. Yeah. And he's like, I got you guys all to school and I came home and I like laid down for yeah. a minute and I just thought, okay, I can't, I can't just lay here. Like, if I forever, yeah, like I have to just <laughs> yeah. get up and clean and go to work, and like I, I have to keep moving, yeah. Um, and f- did for us in, in a huge way, and obviously, you know, met my my now mom, my stepmom, and uh, really, I think he he kind of pushed it down for a long time, uh, and because in a way, because he had a deal, and yeah. in a way, was um was already mourning mm. while she was sick because, I mean, oh, we knew right. she was right. going and right. she's fading and he's taking care of her for a year and just watching, you know, oh, your little right. person you love, like, you're watching them die slowly. And
0: in your head you're preparing.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, it wasn't like she past, right. and he goes, oh, now we start mourning. like right. He'd already been there. Right. Yeah,
0: but you guys were just hanging on to hope, I imagine, like kids do.
2: He told me and my sister, who's closest to me in age, yeah. so I, when we were six and eight, he was like, mom's not going to make it, basically, and she's they gave her a month or so. Really? So I remember him telling us that.
0: Do you remember how you responded? I, I I just remember not
2: feeling like it was real. Right, right. Which I think even after she died, I felt that sure, way. Sure,
0: right. I can see that, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. you're so
2: young, you're like- This is a movie. I'm a Disney princess.
0: Right. Yeah, this doesn't happen to this, to me. I mean, that's how I think people respond with anything as final and dire. Like, even like this Mm -hmm. pandemic, most people are like, come on. Yeah. You know, it's like, what? I mean, you know, I'm guilty of it. We're all guilty of it. It's like, how bad is it really? And now it's like, it's bad. Yeah. It's
2: bad. Oh, my best friend uh, from childhood was calling me and like, early February, like yeah. she's like, w- I'm really concerned about this coronavirus thing. And I was like, it's, the flu kills people every year. It's fine. Yeah, like that one. Yeah. Flu-
0: not this quickly. I and, know. And not all at once. Oh,
2: cut to a month later, I'm calling her like, you guys are stocked up for how long? How- yeah. What else should I get? Do you guys have a gun yet? Like just, you know, <laughs> t- totally on board now. I was like, yeah. I am so sorry. I told you this wasn't a big deal. She's like, it's okay. Do you okay. have a
0: gun yet? So where does Jesus play into all this uh sadness and cancer and your upbringing because i know you you really do talk about um christianity in a way that you know i've talked to other christians that were you know grew up where it was a huge part of their life might be the biggest part of their life mm-hmm. and you talk like one of those people
2: yeah it was oh. It definitely was <laughs> i mean i started doing stand-up in churches you know
0: but when but how did it play into you know dealing with the grief when you were a kid or your dad's grief i mean I how mean, does that work
2: I feel like it was uh, a source of comfort for my entire family. I feel like that's how people in my family deal with tragedy. Yeah. They, you know, turn to God and they trust God, and that was definitely how I tried to deal with it as well. But I remember, like the m- second my mom died, I remember thinking, "I." Everyone keeps talking about how we're going to see her again, and yeah. I don't. I don't know why I don't feel that way, but because everyone older and smarter than me is telling me that that's what's going to happen. So it must be what's going to happen, but I don't. feel... I've never felt like that. I've never felt like, oh, we're just gonna we're gonna die and we'll all be together again, and it'll be fine. Yeah,
0: I need more detail. Yeah, you, you know, like, uh, like I'm not. I wasn't a Christian, obviously, and I'm, I'm not a big believer in in much. But like, even the heaven idea, like, what do we? So we're gonna see them, but. Do, do we is are we going to have a place to hang out? Right.
2: <laughs> How are they going to recognize people who only met you when you were younger? Yeah, and, yeah, you know. yeah.
0: I mean, is it, are we? Is it? Uh, are they going to meet us there at the place? Do yeah. They, are they waiting for? Like, <laughs> do they know the
2: rendezvous
0: point? Right, or? right. A lot of details. How big is heaven? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because these are neighborhoods that uh, <laughs> coincide with our neighborhood? <laughs> is everyone going to be there? I don't know. But uh, oh, so you had. At least doubts about the afterlife at that age. You felt that,
2: yeah, I think so. Yeah. And and for a while, I just kind of blindly was like, no, this is the thing. And
0: what brand of uh, Christianity?
2: I don't even know. Was I mean, it
0: like uh, was it born againy kind of or like new Christian?
2: I think I just I, think I, like whatever whatever Christianity is where you had like. Uh, kind of like a, a slightly hot worship leader oh, yeah, leading yeah, the band, yeah. where it was kind of like, we're a cool church, you know, yeah, like right. that kind of thing. Yeah,
0: so sort of a new, the new Christianity.
2: Yeah, I think so. Um, that being said, you know, my, my dad is like very, very conservative. and was like, the well, Bible yeah, that- is a textbook.
0: So. Right, right, but he you know but he doesn't identify as a Methodist, a Baptist, a Unitarian, a no. Lutheran or a Catholic. It's a uh, you know it's Christian Christian.
2: Yeah, I know. don't I think technically the church we grew up in when we were young was Baptist and then maybe the one we grew yeah. up in
0: It's Christiany and it's uh all encompassing. Yes. Right. Yes, absolutely. And the pastor was uh bordering on sort of charismatic self-help and you know yeah
2: you know. definitely definitely charismatic like yeah. oh you could have been an actor maybe that, oh, right. that kind of sure, situation sure. yeah yeah uh you know i got the hustle I, yeah i mean it, it is a performance sure. every weekend oh, you no, gotta yeah. you gotta recognize a fellow <laughs> <Right>. live performer
0: <laughs> so at that age like so when did you start like did you go to was there a christian school
2: I didn't go to a Christian school. I mean, the Temecula is a pretty conservative Christian suburban what the, when, area. How old are you when you went down there, mm, nine.
0: Oh, oh, so he like he got remarried within a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and
2: they met. They met shortly after my mom passed away. Did um, you?
0: I, I, so he needed somebody, but did you innately? Dislike her or question it?
2: No, I think I was excited about it mm. because you're still in that sort of fantastical right. place of like I get to be in a wedding and I'm nine and I'm right, I'm right, gonna have right. a new mom and everything will be fixed. Yeah, and uh, it was it was tough for a few years. It was a, an adjustment, and uh, she and I did not get along for a little while, and then I think at a certain point we kind of had it out and my dad said like you guys have different love languages and she just is not a very like touchy feely person Mm. Um, she's very much like acts of service and Uh, you know, she'll she'll think about you in other ways. She'll be like, "Oh, I bought you flip flops because they broke at the beach," and right, that's right. like her way of hugging you. Sure. And we were used to being hugged. Uh. Like we went from like a stay at home mom to uh, a a very like successful, uh, hardworking like realtor mom yeah. who had a lot of money <laughs> when we married her, and then all of a sudden had like five people in her house. Like she went from being completely autonomous to you are now in a family of six overnight which is right. i mean it's a lot oh it's so much
0: she didn't have kids she didn't have kids and no. they didn't have any more
2: no she can't have kids uh-huh. which is probably good because we have enough of them there's enough kids yeah four kids this is enough
0: but they're still together and it worked out and you got and she yeah she raised you to a degree
2: Mm-hmm. yeah she uh she she and my dad are so compatible it's huh. It's, like, made it hard to date as an adult sometimes where I go, oh, it, how how does anyone find someone like that? Like, they are genuinely best friends. They work together. They hang out all the time. And they are, like, on each other's team no matter what. And
0: uh, Your dad's a realtor now? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: So they're, like, they're together all the time. And they're the best couple I've ever seen. Oh, well, that's
0: nice. Yeah. So... When did shit start to go south with uh, you and your faith? And- <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but I mean, but like, cause you say, you know, I, I know it's part of your story that you started doing stand up in church, mm-hmm. but I mean, so you're going to church every Sunday, and is there like a, a weekly school type of deal too? Or, or is there no?
2: No, no, it wasn't. Uh, we just went to public school. We weren't right. like Christian school. But or there's anything.
0: no Sunday school or that kind of shit, and whatever.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, know. Sunday, like, that's just church, church. on Sunday oh, right. is when you're in you know right, so, middle school high school
0: so tell me what what uh, compelled you to stand up were you a stand up fan when you cuz you started how old were you when you first started in stand up 16 that's like that's a little freakish. Usually, people who start when they're sixteen, they get paraded by the industry as like, "Look at this sixteen-year-old do stand up." They have ten minutes and then they disappear because they couldn't write. Another.
2: Right. Well, thank God uh, I started in churches where nobody was watching you. Um, that's how it
0: works. So, when how old were you when your dad and y- yourself took that class? Sixteen. Oh, that was yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And whose class was it?
2: Uh, this co- this Christian comic named Nazareth was teaching it. a
0: christian comic with one name mm-hmm. and it's nazareth yeah Real how guy. big is the christian <laughs> comedy scene
2: it's not very big there's is not it a just ton. nazareth it's <laughs> no i would say i would say maybe there's like 10 what 10 may- guys and and ladies that i
0: now i think i've seen some of that but i mean how much of it was christian based i mean is it just oh about a lot being-
2: Mine wasn't. I never did but it's the not church. Just,
0: it's not just about being clean or, or respecting family values. It's you know Jesus is in it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Because no they're perf- they're performing in exclusively churches, so of course you're gonna. So
0: they're sanctioned. They're they're valid. They're they're like they're okayed by the church, so mm-hmm. it almost becomes an extension of Jesus education.
2: Yeah, I mean, there was certainly part of the class where he was like, here's how you know if it's appropriate to end your set with an altar call. You know, like it's (laughs) – there's some of that in there. What's an altar call? It's when you uh, basically do the whole prayer of like – uh, if you're here tonight and you're feeling God move in your heart, come up to the front and we'll pray with you and we'll, you know, get oh, so you saved. That basically. was a
0: potential closer yeah. for a Christian <laughs> yeah.
2: If you're bombing, <laughs>
0: altar call. Yeah, always go to the yeah. altar call. You <laughs> can't lose. Yeah.
2: yeah, I think I think once I started uh, doing stand-up in clubs and, and meeting People that I just wasn't exposed to in you know my very conservative, sheltered but like, childhood. Wait, but tell
0: me about like these other Christian comics. So I imagine how long how long were you in that world of doing Christian comedy? Sixteen to what for like a couple of years or
2: couple years but where it was mostly gigs. that. Yeah, but then I was doing I was doing the occasional church show still up until I was twenty two up until like four years. Okay,
0: ago. so what? What tell me some of uh, I'd like to know how faith fits into to some of their jokes. I guess I could just go online and look. But like Mm -hmm. for yourself, what kind of jokes were you doing at that time that you would would call specifically Christian jokes?
2: I didn't have any. I was very much like I just want to be clean. I don't want to do any jokes about church. But it makes sense why these guys have so many jokes about church in their act because they're only performing in church.
0: And they're getting paid
2: and they're getting paid a lot. So part of the hustle. Right. And everybody in that church goes to church, obviously. So that's you So know. are
0: they there you know, they they're like the extra added thing on a Sunday or does the church say like it's Saturday night comedy night.
2: Saturday night comedy oh, night. Oh so
0: there's a whole circuit. Yeah. And these, these guys rake it in because you know, they got a built in audience.
2: Mhm. Yeah. But then mm-hmm. you gotta make sure that you are not making any mistakes. That world is so strict in a way that, yeah. you know, the the secular world is not. Yeah. Like you can get cancelled as a church comedian for even just having sex. Like, Within that
0: community. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Like,
2: you know, you and it is you know, it's like you you are kind of you're not just a comedian coming into a church. You're coming in going, I'm I'm the thing that you want like i'm you know i'm a good christian pure, and i'm a good christian and i have all these values and and some people who perform in churches are are absolutely totally authentically that Mm -hmm. and there are some people um who you know i suspect may not be um and for me when i i did last comic standing when i was 20 twenty, twenty one? and uh they were like we want to do a backstory on you about being a christian comic and i was like i really don't want to be billed as a christian comic i was like i'd really prefer not to be and they were like no totally we get it we're just gonna say you like started in one and we'll film you at yeah, one and it's right, your backstory right and then of course it comes out and it's like edited like i'm the only christian comic here right. <laughs> and you're like oh all right um oh really
0: that happened yeah
2: that happened and then like i did maybe another year of Well, you had to church gigs, yeah, because you're staying, staying alive, money, Mm. and uh, and then at a certain point. When did
0: you start getting paid
2: to do churches? Yeah. Oh, I mean, like so early, like the first few months, like they were letting you do like 15 minutes in front of 500 people, and you'd been on stage less than 15 times. So that
0: was sort of that's how you got your chops.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think I definitely um,
0: like you didn't have to do like an open mic thing.
2: No, I mean I did open mics in San Diego uh, once I was eighteen, and I could
0: right. But I mean, but that was but you were already had you already had sh- bits.
2: Yeah, I had bits, and I was comfortable on stage, right?
0: Because you had all this experience with the churches. Mm-hmm, Yeah, so I'm, that's what I'm saying is that you paid some pretty. You, it was a gift to be able to, in some ways, to I guess in, in I guess you had limitations, right? So you could only write within a context, like you can only. Yeah express yourself to a certain degree but as long as you stayed in that lane uh you could you had uh access to these huge audiences yes. so you could really figure out where and how and you know to get laughs just on a basic level yes form-wise. absolutely
2: mhm hmm. but at a certain point you you go i i don't want to be under this sort of scrutiny for my whole life where like i am being fired from a church gig because i tweeted something with innuendo happen? in it yeah that was like the last church gig i had where i was uh i was opening for a big christian comic which one um i don't know if i should say i mean you could figure it out well, if you no, looked but, I mean, probably. But you're not
0: saying anything bad about him that's true
2: i'm not <laughs> i mean they fired me but i don't blame no, them no, but, yeah. um i was opening for uh for tim hawkins who's like a huge uh-huh. christian comedian and uh I tweeted uh, a joke that was, like, sexual innuendo that I ended up doing on Conan a few years later. But yeah. uh, it, I remember his tour manager called me and was just like, Hey, like, we think you're great, and you know that, but, like, we think it would just be best if we took you off the spring tour dates. Because, yeah. like, we have kids in our audience, and, you know, we do songs on YouTube about homeschooling and whatnot. Like, we just, we have to think about our audience, yeah. and we can't have, you know, we can't be, like, endorsing somebody so you lost who- a
0: few gigs. Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
2: And at that point I I've never been fired from anything. Right. So You were twenty? No, at that point I was 20, 21 or twenty-two. Uh-huh. And I remember I, I talked to my manager and I was like, Hey, like I just can't do any more churches ever again. And it took a few more times of them going, But it's this much money. I'm like, You can't even tell me how much money it is. Yeah. Like I can't do it anymore because I am I feel like I am tricking these people. I feel like I am Going into these spaces unsure of what I believe, and maybe I want to start swearing occasionally in a right. comedy club, right. which up until that point I hadn't been. But I'm like, if I accidentally say something on stage and a video goes up and they get sent a video of me saying asshole, like yeah. I don't want to worry about getting
0: the rest of my life.
2: Yeah, like being this blackballed
0: is, from the only work I'm getting.
2: Yeah, and there were things I wanted to talk about, like darker subjects and and whatever else, like. I was in clubs. Like, I didn't want to have to be watching every move I made and every word I said. Uh,
0: Did this coincide with the crisis of faith, or were you over that before? I, I think mean, it
2: was I think it was kind of all at the same time. And I think when you are um, in that world and, and your family is all in that world, yeah. you want to hold on to it as sure. long as you can. Yeah. So it was definitely a few years of me going, I'm just not going to think about that right yeah, now. Right but I, I don't know how I feel about it. And maybe I'm still doing that to a certain extent, but, but what About I,
0: belief in God or just the nature of the faith you were brought up in?
2: I think belief in uh-huh. God. I mean, I'm I'm in a place now where I just, I can't wrap my head around anybody going... I, I figured it out, what happens. Right. I know exactly what happens. It's right here. It's written down. Right. I, so we can all just calm down. We know exactly what's coming. Because F- for me, I'm like, but nobody actually knows. And you talk to devout Christians, and they're like, but I know. And you Right. Like, but you don't, though. And right. Like, no, no, no. I know. And you're like, this is, I can't. I can't talk to you. Right. <laughs> you know, like yeah,
0: no changing their mind.
2: Yeah, but there are some Christians who are like, "Yeah, we don't know and you should, yeah. you know, search and doubt and yeah, have all those things." So
0: But you'll be back.
2: No, right. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah.
0: We'll see in a little while.
2: Right. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, I I like the idea of there being something greater than all of us. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I grew up with that. I I in times like these, I'm certainly like okay, maybe we start praying again. I don't yeah. know, you know? So I wouldn't say that I'm, you know, like an atheist now right. or anything no, by, any, yeah, yeah. by any so, stretch. But
0: So you were 22 when you said no more churches. Mm-hmm. And you did churches from like 16 to 22, basically. Yeah. So when you were coming up like that, I mean, who were the people, outside of uh, listening to my podcast, Who were, who were the people that were most influencing you and, you know, kind of making you know that you were doing the thing you wanted to do?
2: Um, I mean, Pete, Pete Holmes podcast came out a little bit after that. And that was helpful for me to listen to somebody who was also kind of going through like crisis of faith stuff and was a comedian because there wasn't really anybody else that Mm -hmm. I knew of or to look to as like, oh, they were a Christian and now they're transitioning into just like a comedian you yeah, know right? Um, so that was helpful I mean I opened for Brian Regan for a few years uh, really yeah he has like a group of people who use and I was in that rotation for a little while fun yeah he just he just found me on YouTube it, was uh-huh. so random. it took me like a couple gigs
0: to be like so, hey where
2: how did you find so out? you're
0: doing big rooms
2: <laughs> yeah and then like I was featuring you, know, like, you,
0: you started doing like arenas
2: I mean yeah in theaters yeah. and that was yeah I guess that was fairly that was like Twenty, twenty-one, like, yeah, twenty-two. Like,
0: like, but but your first gigs, like it's like when you started, you're like five hundred people is not unusual,
2: right? Yes. Yeah. Doing open mics was much harder. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, there's five people here, and they all hate me yeah. and themselves. They're all
0: friends of the next guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, oh, so you, you did on and off stuff with Regan for a long time. Mm-hmm. And he's certainly great to watch as oh a my gosh. craftsman.
2: Amazing. And like the nicest person, and, you know, introduces himself to everybody at the theater and is just like very humble and uh-huh. personable and, uh, yeah, and then I featured for Burt on the road for a little while before Chrysler? I started headlining. Yeah, uh-huh. so uh, and you really you can't open for like two more different acts. That's than sure. yeah. Regan yeah. and, and Burt. Shirt
0: on, shirt off.
2: Right. <laughs> uh, so I I feel like I was really lucky in that I got to I got to you know do like a cold twenty minutes super clean in a theater and then the next weekend go you know do. 25 for like a rowdy comedy club sold out audience yeah but
0: where were you putting your stuff together how were you building was it all on the road, or were you going to Mike's? Did you have a home club here? Because like I would have known you if you were at the store, but you're not at the I store. I was not
2: at the store. I only got passed at the store like a year and a half ago. Uh-huh. But I, I I was passed everywhere else. So Where, I like was the, the
0: factory and the improv. Yeah, the that. factory
2: was the first place I think that passed me, and like you know, ice house and improv and comedy magic. Like I was passed everywhere else. So for me, I was like, why would I? When you
0: were 21,
2: like 22, yeah. Uh-huh. So by the time. I was doing development so I was like why would I like kind of leave the night open for six minutes
0: yeah who cares right when you can do 15 to 20 and try some shit for a real audience
2: yeah and I was kind of like all right I'll if I get successful enough maybe he'll pass so now
0: did you get passed out all these places you know how did you get in front of these people how'd they find find you how do you do you have good management
2: no I just got put on like Independently booked shows, and oh, okay. then you know, like oh, and then they took Jamie around. happened to be there that right. Wednesday oh, yeah, night and yeah, yeah, saw yeah. me, and was right. like, "You can call in." Like, I got passed at the factory before last comic, uh, and then I think everywhere else was either right before or or around that time. Because they could or see you're like,
0: you know, you were congealed. Certainly helped. Yeah, yeah you were like, you know, you're tight. Right. Yeah. You never you know, it's because I I can't imagine the the you know how much it. Really made a difference to you know to be comfortable just stepping on a stage in front of 500 people when you're 16 and having that opportunity over and over again to to come to the factory as daunting as it may be, it's definitely not 500 people. No, but I mean, it's, it's way
2: harder. You I know?
0: Well, yeah because they can see you. you yeah, know, you, you know, and they're not just sort of blindly supportive because you're a nice Christian girl.
2: Yeah, and they're eating and right. But I know. but but
0: you still like you know you put together like a skill set that Mm -hmm. you must have really kind of landed.
2: Yeah, I mean. And your uh,
0: material's good.
2: Yeah, hopefully. It all worked out. (laughs) It looks like it is, I mean, sort of. We're all, who knows if we can do live shows after this, but.
0: (laughs) Right, but then, so after when you were 22, like how much of a a difference does Last Comic Standing make for you?
2: Um, I don't know that it made a huge difference for me. I think it was just sort of helpful to have a a TV credit. you know. But I, I also, Got like I booked like fifty colleges at doing uh, NACA. You did the NACA thing. Like a, yeah, like a few months before.
0: That's good living for a year. Or two, yes. Huh? Yeah. And so if you land those schools, you know what you did. You landed like what'd you say, forty or fifty? Yeah. Oh, so you know that's real work, man.
2: Yeah, that's how I went full time. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
0: And do you still do it?
2: Not really. Occasionally, I haven't done a college in a while. Um, I, I, I mean. I was definitely aware of the fact that I was very young and that was probably part of why I was doing oh, well at colleges. Uh-huh. Yeah, because you know, you're you're talking about things that they are also experiencing. Life. Yeah. yeah, but then you like I was also living with my parents at the time when I first auditioned for NACA. Yeah. And then the next few years, I wasn't, and I was right. paying my own bills. And once you start paying your own bills and, and living in the real world, you start to realize, like, oh, a lot of these kids at these colleges are freshmen. Like, a lot of them are, yeah. like, yeah, 17, 18.
0: They're at the show because they can't go off campus.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't even... I wouldn't even know what to, what what I would do. Yeah. Like, they're kids.
2: Yeah. And they get real uncomfortable with dark jokes or sex jokes or offensive... Like, they're, they're very they're very nervous because they haven't they haven't been to a live comedy show before, a lot of them. Mm. And it's not their fault. Like when people talk about, oh, college kids are so sensitive and they'll cancel you for whatever and they just yeah. want to be offended for other people and it's like they just haven't lived that much. Right. It's right. not their fault. Right. Like yeah, a lot yeah. of them aren't stand up comedy fans. Like
0: they don't know what they feel when they feel it even.
2: Yeah. And a lot of them are you're doing like you're there the first week of school, and none of these kids know each other. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is... That's a
0: tough gig. Yeah. yeah. So,
2: yeah. I, I kind of felt like I phased out of it and and was starting to go, I don't know what to say.
0: I guess what I'm trying to figure out, like, so that you, take, you shot the special, what, six months ago? Yeah, November. Because I'm just trying to figure out, because, like, the set is so expansive and so tight that you weren't, you definitely weren't putting that set together in 20-minute increments. No,
2: no, no. I was headlining.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So when did that start?
2: That probably started... Uh, was I 22?
0: Uh-huh.
2: Maybe 22, 23. It so all kind right, of happened around the same time. When
0: you were opening for Burt and, yeah, yeah, and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I
2: was featuring for Burt uh, for... I don't know, maybe like four months or yeah. something. It wasn't that long yeah. of a time uh, before I kind of started headlining. I think I did Conan and Just for Laughs, and like got a development deal all the same year. And that was like when I was starting to to headline. That's
0: interesting. They barely give out development deals anymore. Who was that with? Uh, was that? ABC. Ah, yeah. And, and what was the pitch?
2: I mean, we had all these meetings at networks after. JFL Uh and I went in Is that when
0: you started with Levity?
2: Uh yeah, the like a year before that. Okay. I uh I I guess I
0: should explain that. I don't know if I've explained that before. So Levity is Hartman's company, right? Mm -hmm. I'm explaining it to my listeners, which I rarely do. And Levity is I think Hartman is part of the group that owns most of the improvs. So there's a line in there. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So a lot of levity clients run through the improvs mm-hmm. two, three, maybe four times a year, mm-hmm. you know, across the country. It's a good connection to have to mm-hmm. at least get your to get you not only get your dues paid, but, you know, make a good living. Yes. OK. So so you're meeting with networks.
2: hmm. And uh, I, I went in just trying to be kind of funny about my life and and. My childhood, and, yeah. and at the end, they were like, "We want to make the show," and I was like, "What show?" And they were we'll set you up with a writer, right? And there were there were a few different uh, places that we were we were talking to, and we ended up choosing ABC. And um, I loved the the people I worked yeah. with, and we, you know, we wrote. What they wanted, which was a multicam sitcom. Did, they, did,
0: they, did you meet a bunch of writers and choose one mm-hmm. that kind of deal?
2: Yeah, they were great. They were yeah. amazing, and they they really helped me shape it because I didn't know what I was doing. And What was
0: the angle? You were a Christian comic who was. I wasn't a out. comic.
2: I didn't want to be a comic Uh-oh. on it, but it was it was just about uh, the the idea was that I you know moved in with my sisters and and we were all trying to like figure out who we were apart uh-huh. from this like sheltered upbringing. Right. My parents were characters on on the show yeah uh, it it, you know it was I think we did as good a job as we could have for what it was like that format sure I wasn't super passionate about it Yeah, I wasn't super passionate about it, Um, but and after that didn't go at ABC, they were kind of like, all right, so where else do you, we can go do it with this network now if you want, and I was like, I mean... Just
0: want to go do some stand-up? Yeah, I'm like, "Why?" if,
2: I was nervous that it would go and I would have to cancel road dates, because I was like, I'm trying to get good at headlining, like, when am I going to have time to do that if we're making a sitcom?
0: So, in Montreal, were you a new face? Mm Mm-hmm. So done with Christian stuff, done yeah. with colleges, now you're just doing improvs. Uh
2: mostly, yeah.
0: Headline and improvs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where you got real tight, mm-hmm. real solid. Got yeah. the the length in.
2: Right. Built yeah. it out. Yes. <laughs>
0: Do the hour fifteen, no problem. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> got a big closer. <laughs>
2: I mean, you know, you hope so. Yeah. I, uh, I there was certainly some some imposter syndrome when I when I got the special with Netflix. I was like, I mean, I submitted the hour because I was headlining and it, my reps were like, just submit the hour, you know. And I was like, well, I, just so you know, I'm expecting to get the half hour if anything because I had done the 15 yeah. with Netflix. And so I was just hoping to to get so the half hour next. Yeah, yeah.
0: How long how long between the 15 and the hour? How many years?
2: uh like a year and a half uh-huh. i guess yeah, so you had
0: most of the hour when you did the 15
2: yeah i had a good chunk of it yeah. for sure yeah. yeah and then you know the 15 obviously you retire after it's on right. netflix so right. that didn't go into it
0: so now you're the hour person
2: yeah One of them, yeah. (laughs) And how,
0: now how do, now who who are you finding in your audience? How's your draw? Did it make a big difference? I mean, I
2: only did one, I only did one road weekend after it came out. But
0: before though, even, were you like, because like I was not a guy that built up an audience on the road. I don't know how many times they were running you through which improvs, Mm -hmm. but were you, were you somebody who could sell tickets?
2: Uh, not in any like significant way. I don't Uh think like I wasn't like selling out weekends or anything. Um, the, the Netflix 15 definitely helped, Uh um, and doing, you know, a few late night sets and whatnot. That stuff definitely, uh, was helpful. And I was seeing people come out and come up to me afterward, like, we've been following you since this, or we saw your Netflix, or we saw you on Last Comic. Right. um, There were people that were coming out specifically to see me, but it was not most of the audience. Right, yeah, yeah. And I still don't know. Uh, That's kind of the the interesting thing about right now, is, you know, normally, at this point, I would... Yeah, I could go out and see. I did one weekend two days after the special came out, and people were coming out from that already which was nice and then the
0: pressure's already on so you got a whole new hour yeah so when you shot the special you were sitting on what 40 30 Uh,
2: that i wasn't using
0: yeah um
2: yeah i was sitting on maybe like 20 Uh that i felt like i could have put in and didn't and then you know you have all the other stuff you're working on
0: right so you're able to start folding it out you know kind Mm -hmm. of like making it bigger adding the shit so you have a, a at least an hour in six months. You put it together, yeah, from what you didn't use to the new shit, yeah, yeah. working it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, I should take a I should take a vacation after I film this, and everyone's like, no, you need a new hour. I'm like, oh, okay, let's get back on the road. Well,
0: kind of, well I well the way I did it was like I knew that I've been working that hour that for like a year or two, mm-hmm. like letting that stuff kind of simmer and start to come together and form. And like, you you can really see it, you know, I can see it in the work, in the hour 20, or the hour, what does 73 minutes, 74 minutes, or so hour 15, what'd you do, hour 13, hour 10? You know, I think it's an hour it right on the up. dot, yeah. yeah. I was I always, afraid
2: to do any more or any less. I always push <laughs> it,
0: I'm like, what's the most I can do? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, like 73, Yeah, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'll do 73 because like I'm touring I'm doing like an hour 45 right so oh, I gotta wow. make that into 73 so now I've got like a half hour or so but I always lose shit but by the time I did the special I just wanted to make sure I had made a- enough money off of that hour mm. that I knew I was gonna do like I like after I taped it I went out and did another part of the tour just because I knew come like two weeks ago it's over yes so I'm like I had these months and I'm like why aren't we let me go make some more money off of. This, oh, that's of, a good point. After this, off of this hour, right? Do you know what I mean? I'm like, I built it. It's really good, and there's a bunch of cities we didn't do. Let's just fucking knock a few out. So I did another nine or ten dates, just yeah, uh, before, just that hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. See, that's I didn't think to do that because I was I had I mean I'd been doing some of those jokes a really long time, and right. some of them I had been doing you know a few months.
0: But it sounds like you were working a lot
2: hmm yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, like every but, oh, weekend. Oh, so you didn't
0: think that once you taped it, you didn't do any more sets, or you didn't do any more full hours? I,
2: I never did that hour again. I did, uh, oh, I yeah. was in uh, Royal Oak doing Comedy Castle. Detroit? Yeah, like yeah. a week after maybe, maybe yeah. a week and a half after we we filmed it, and I did maybe, maybe like 40% of right. that hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then from that weekend on, I tried to do as little as possible but there
0: was only places i could go it could were places i hadn't gone with it right you know like because there have been different forms of it but i always make sure i do if i'm headlining i always make sure i'll do at least an hour and a half Mm. hour 45 because i don't really know what people have seen or what they haven't seen i'm not that tight about it until it's in the can Uh uh-huh you know so there's a year and a half there where i'm like did i do this last time i was here i can't remember (laughs) the fucking last time i was here so it's a little tricky
2: do you have do you have like one opener
0: yeah, I only use one open.
2: Yeah, and how much time do they do? I have 20. Okay, so it's like two-hour show. Sure. Yeah, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if they've seen part of it, it's like, oh, so you saw 30 minutes right, right. of yeah, two yeah. hours? But
0: you know, people were dicky. Right. You yeah. know, like it, it happened in England. and it, it pissed me off so much, I don't know if I'm ever going to go there again. Really? Like I went back and I was still working out shit. And that, that set evolved so much over the year, you know, that it was a different set. Mm-hmm. And there was more, and I knew I'd been there with some of that set. And I did another- 45 to 50 on top of stuff that was so different than they'd first seen it. And one woman complained and I'm like, fuck that country. <laughs> like it was that, it like, that was my response. So, cause I, cause you know, it could happen. Yeah. And you don't want to be that guy that repeats himself. I don't want to be that guy, right. but I I took the gig. It was my own fault, but I also knew I had another 50 minutes. Yeah. So like, you know, they're going to get double the show.
2: Well, and if you had come in and only done the 50 minutes, yeah. she wouldn't have complained.
0: That's Which right. isn't that crazy? Yeah, you like,
2: yeah, I gave yeah. you twice as much That's right. show. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, you yeah. got to look at me twice as long.
0: Yeah, no, it was just uh, too much for her to bear. That's... I guess I shouldn't punish the entire country. No, I mean... But maybe none of us are going anywhere ever
2: again. Yeah, I know, but... I was about to say, I'm like, we, yeah, we might never get to go
0: to England, any of us. <laughs> it could happen.
2: I don't again. know, what do you think?
0: Really? Because,
2: yeah, do you think...
0: Uh... Well, I'm dumb, I think that, you know, I don't know how long it'll take, but I imagine we'll get through this. Yeah. But, you know, but what... How hard is it going to be to travel? What restrictions are going to be permanently in place in some sort of authoritarian way because they've already got them up and working because of this thing? I don't know.
2: Yeah. Are you worried about people being able to, like, come to a theater and watch a live performance of any kind?
0: Well, I mean, if this plays out like other things i mean like you know there's going to be a a lot of tragedy and horror and sick people and deaths but i assume if you know they don't shut down science Mm -hmm. they'll figure out a vaccine or a process right and you know these things seem to have a, they kind of run their uh, their course Mm -hmm. usually eventually yeah you know i i i would assume that that would happen yeah but i don't know you know everything's so out of balance who knows yeah You, you know i just know that like I'm glad this new special was sort of like a a, a kind of um, life's work for me. Like, I feel like this one is like, I really kind of, you know, all the stuff that I've been working on my entire career, ideas and things that have you know kind of been part of what i talk about or, or i've got closure on them
2: right so you're <laughs> yeah. like if that's the last thing i did yes i'm good with
0: it exactly a <laughs> that's little bit a nice
2: place to be <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i mean i don't want to die right but but you know
2: oh and, i wasn't even thinking dying i oh, just yeah, meant just if, if stand up is no longer, no longer a job i'm
0: okay yeah you're good i, I did it I, I really feel that proud of that special yeah, yeah you're
2: interviewing leonardo dicaprio now like you don't even need to interview comedians <laughs> anymore
0: i'd much rather interview comedians i yeah, I, I wouldn't say like that thing with Brad Pitt and Leo was like not a, a traditional right. WTF. It was I sort mean, of like, yeah.
2: Do you listen? Did you ever listen back to it? Like Brad Pitt watched my show how many times?
0: I know three times. Well, I knew that because I'd run into him in weird places at yeah. an art show once and then it's some benefit that I did. Uh-huh. And he had told me both times that he'd watched it, and I didn't know that it totaled out on three. I think the deeper story around that was that he, he was going through a difficult time, mm-hmm. and that you know, he was trying to get sober and you know, other things, um, and that somehow comforted in him my insanity.
2: So you saved Brad Pitt. A little bit. Is what you're saying. I think
0: I helped. <laughs> I, you know, I hope he's still saved. I, you know, I don't <laughs> know, but I do. I do think I provided a service. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not unlike for you, from what you say, I I helped you understand that you you there was a car- a career uh, uh, trajectory that you could engage in because these other people did it. Yeah. Like who were when you listened to WTF? Who were some of the people you're like, oh, oh
2: gosh? I mean, I'm I was trying to remember. I almost went back and but you got to scroll so back, so far back on Stitcher to see who the first ones were. Um, So I don't know, but back when you first started, it was like every episode comic. was a stand-up yeah, comedian. Yeah, so, I yeah. mean, you know, right. there would be people who popped up where I'm like, oh, my God, Kathleen Madigan or whatever, you know? Right. And hearing them talk to you for an hour was so much more informative than, like, li- even listening to their stand-up. Oh,
0: of course. Because, yeah. you know,
2: you're not going to learn You just how you, to... you can
0: only learn style from watching stand-up. Exactly, yeah. yeah.
2: And even, like, I, I've learned who a lot of people were by watching Last Comic Standing when I yep. was a kid. So, uh, listening to those people talk in on a long form podcast is is so much more helpful than Watching them, you know, do a talking head on a reality sure. show, sure,
0: <laughs> or even on Conan. Yeah, to hear me and Bamford in a car. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> her talking about her morbid thought syndrome. Yes. Yeah, it's helpful. Yeah. Look at these are weird people, and I'm weird. So yeah. I can do. It. So your dad didn't. Uh, ever, he didn't continue with the stand up after he took no, the
2: class. No, 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 no. Yeah, it was just a a fun thing for us to do for six weeks. I yeah. think he did one. We did like a a show in like a hotel once after we took the class, uh-huh. and that was the only time I think he ever did stand up.
0: Not, not for him, huh? He wasn't no. cut out for it?
2: No, I don't, think, I don't think he had any desire to like
0: do it really do as it. a
2: career. Yeah. Why would he? You sure. know, He's got a full and life and a hot wife and a great career. Why
0: would he throw it all away? But you're this? good with them. That's good because like, you know, I'm, I'm not sure that's exactly clear. And you're good with your dad. He's good with your work.
2: Um, I wouldn't say he's good with my work. I think that they are uh I think that they're proud of me. It's been an interesting adjustment over the last few years. Mm. Um, because I did kind of tell them, like, I am not clean anymore. Yeah. But there's a difference between I am not clean <laughs> did, anymore and did, seeing it on television. Did
0: You You literally said to your parents, like, I'm dirty.
2: Like, basically, yeah. I was like, I swear. Like, I have some jokes. that are, You know, I just, to warn you. And, I mean, they haven't seen me perform. The only times mm. they've seen me perform live in the last four years is opening for Regan.
0: Clean. And,
2: yeah. And then they saw me on The Tonight Show the first time I did mm-hmm. it. And with w- Jimmy mm-hmm. uh-huh. and then a week after, you know, the Netflix 15 came out and they watched it and didn't contact me for a little bit. So
0: because that was the only dirty one.
2: Yeah, that was the first that was like the first TV thing that was uh that was racy. I was swearing in it. I It's not even really racy. It really isn't. It's like. Pretty clean. I think I said like two swear words. But
0: now you're pretty like you know you you explore sexual ideas, sexual experience, you yeah. know, love. You, I mean, you do talk about the things that are 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 ridiculous about being brought up Christian, and mm-hmm. you know, it's so so you don't really know. It's not a great feeling at home.
2: I mean, I I kind of told them beforehand. Like I think my dad watched my last Conan and didn't say anything about it, and then I that's the worst. Yeah, I know. And then I said something, well, I told him I was going to be on Conan and he just like changed the subject and I was like, "All right." And then I talked to him like a month after I did it and I said something like, "Yeah, I don't know if you saw yeah. that." And he goes, "I did. I didn't like it." And I said, "You know, you don't have to watch my stand-up. Like it it won't hurt my feelings. If if I weren't your daughter, you wouldn't watch me. Like I'm not for you, right. you know? So it's I had to kind of separate that. Like of course you want your parents to approve of everything you do, but you also get to a point where you're like, "If I saw a couple their age uh, from you know a, a suburban yeah. area like they are yeah. from walk out of one of my shows. Would yeah. it keep me up at night? No, probably not. So once I came to that, I was like, you guys don't have to watch it. It's fine. And I don't know if they watched the special. I assume they probably did. I ran all the jokes about my dad past him before I filmed it. And
0: how'd that go? Uh,
2: he said he really appreciated it. Um, and that it meant a lot to him that I did it. I also wasn't like, is that okay? but I you didn't ask him I that. I didn't ask him that. But right. I said these are the jokes about you. This is how I say them. Um, you know, I didn't send him a video cuz oh. maybe I don't know, maybe that would have felt less personal, but I'm like these are the bits exactly as I say them because I didn't want friends of his to quote jokes about him back to him after my special came out and him to like not know what they were talking about oh, right, right, right. or have a <clears throat> game of telephone. You know, happen where they butcher something. Yeah, right. they butcher one of my bits, and it's like, did you see that bit about Taylor hating you? And it was like, yeah. what? So that was kind of what I was trying to make sure didn't happen. Uh,
0: you left your stepmom out of it.
2: No, there are no jokes about her in the in the special. Yeah, mm.
0: it's interesting what you know what you you choose to do. Like I, I have some issues with that, and I've been. Incredibly hard on my parents, you know, yeah. in my stand-up over the years. Do you
2: run those jokes past yeah, them? No, fuck no. I was gonna ask. Yeah. So they just kinda see it when it comes out? The
0: only time like I've been really hard on my dad, and I've done I've done the jokes in front of them. Yeah, you know, I'm fortunate in that you know, my dad can take a certain amount of abuse. He just likes the attention. Right. Uh, yeah. when I wrote a book, there was some stuff in there that really fucked with him and it got uh-huh. it got bad and you know, he was mad at me for a long time. And uh, wanted compensation even Whoa Yeah it got heavy And But this last hour There was one or two lines in there About my mother Where I'm like Oh man Is it worth it yeah. See that's the fucked up thing Is that like It really comes down to Like you know I you know, Who am I you know, How much of this is my story You know mm-hmm. This is my fucking freedom You know Can I handle doing this And live with it Yes And, and most of the time I'm like Yeah Yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. I mean, like you, you know. I think my mom, she was like, "This special." She was like, "I even put up with the things you said about me," but I didn't, she didn't like the Mike Pence bit. She didn't like that last bit, and I really, think, but not because she's has any. Story. She took
2: more issue with that than the bits about her, is what you're for
0: saying? sure. Yeah, I think yeah. it was just how dirty it was, right? It, you know, and my mom's no prude, but I mean, that thing's yeah. a little gnarly. It's yeah,
2: <laughs> you know it's yeah. Yeah. it's We're, it's a Mike not, Pence aristocrats it, it, bit, yeah. it is
0: it is kind of, someone else compared it to that I guess yeah. it is that how far can this go yeah um but yeah but but I've made a lot of choices about that in in relationships and stuff but I think it's really about is it fair right? yes, yeah
2: mm. I think i I had a joke that I was doing about something my grandma told me about herself. Um, That I was doing on the road. And before I filmed the special, I I ran it by her and she laughed. And then two days later, she texted me and was like, I can't stop thinking about that. I kind of it makes me sound like this. And I I don't love that. And I was like, it's gone. Yeah, it's totally gone. Yeah, because that was something that she told me about her. Right, It it had nothing to do with me. It wasn't something she said to me that hurt me. You know, it it was her story, so that I was like, "Of course, I'm not gonna." Do yeah, that. that's
0: an interesting thing. Yeah, right. but with
2: my dad, you know, with the joke I do about tr- telling him I was suicidal and him saying, "Go ahead and kill yourself." Yeah, I'm like, no, that's something that I've done like EMDR therapy on. Like, that's <laughs> that's mine. Yeah, I get yeah, to do a bit about it, and yeah, it, you got right. Yeah, I get to feel better about it, and I also because you did that, I did. Yes, And he did that. Yes. Yeah, and I also get to. Cushion it as much as I think is appropriate, which I did do because I can't imagine being a parent and everything you ever did, every mistake you ever made is now being, you know, aired out on a major streaming platform. Right. Um, I, I can't imagine that. So I did try to cushion it with, you know, my parents are great and they did their best and, you know not and nobody's parents are perfect yeah, and, yeah. and all that. But, you know, that joke, as funny as it is and how proud of it I am, like came from a very real place of uh excruciating pain for sure. years and years. Right. And was something I worked through in uh in very extensive therapy. So I I felt like I uh I earned that.
0: Yeah, no, I yeah. I agree. It's a very it's a, it, there is that line though where there's some stuff that's told you, like, you know, my mom, like, I've read emails from my or texts from my mother on on, <laughs> on stage because I just yeah. can't not do it. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of wrong. You right. Know, because in in some ways, you know, that's like a thing. Well, I guess that's not what the, the same example. But, like, if they tell you something about themselves, mm-hmm. you know, that's their trip. You know what yeah. I mean You gotta be like Yeah it's funny But like yeah I mean it, it was told to me In confidence Or it's their story Or whatever That's a different yeah. decision Than my mother With her emojis I mean I think that's fair game Right yeah You you sort of Explain that Sort of like You want to make it clear That they did the best they could I used to do a joke about Like you know When they say that to you They, they didn't <laughs> there, There's no way they, I mean if you really think about it How is that the best It's almost like They didn't even know What the fuck they were doing They were winging it
2: yeah, but I think that's what they mean when they say, I did my best. You go, you did you did what you knew to do, and maybe you didn't know that much at that I point. I guess, but
0: I don't even know. Like, Yeah, but there was no... The attention paid... Was not like you know how do we do this right? It's sort of like well, how do I fit this into my life? I've got shit I got to do. Right, Like, there's got to be a way just to keep these fucking kids from like driving me crazy. Right, like, it's not even a noble attempt. Yeah, they didn't. <laughs> they didn't do the best at anything. <laughs> they just like they did what they could.
2: Yes, exactly, exactly.
0: That's some parents, all it is. Some parents are better than yeah. others. Yeah, I but mean, you. But okay, but so somehow or another, this thing doesn't add this weight to your relationship with them that's not good oh it does Mm. it it
2: comes and goes I think that weight um you know we still haven't talked about my special like isn't that fucked up
0: though like my see like it's weird that the thing I don't get Mm -hmm. is that like you know to me there should not be any problem like Mm -hmm. to me it's like you're a success You've done something challenging. You're 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 you know you're being rewarded for it. You're and and you're good at it. And you're unique. And you know you tell us st- all those things should sort of override them being personally embarrassed. Right. Right. Because that's really what it comes down to. It's not like you know it's not some sort of judgment, a Christian judgment or not Christian or this or that. It's like they're embarrassed. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. you're, you know, either you're talking about them that way, or that you're like who you are yes. publicly, yeah, because they can't control that. So that that's the problem. She's out there making noise about us.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's exactly that, and it's you know, I did I did a joke about my dad. Uh, You know, not thinking, like, gay people should be allowed to get married on Conan, like, four years ago or whatever. And uh, ran it past him beforehand, and he was like, that's funny, that's fine. And then, like, two days after, he was like, you know, never talk about me on stage again. And we had to, like, have a talk about it. All of a sudden,
0: like, the gay people in his life, (laughs) if there are any, were like, you monster. I don't know.
2: I don't know if anyone even – I was like, did people say something to you? Uh He's like, no, but it just – it's not – I don't want people
0: to know that I'm that person. No, I
2: don't think it's that. I think he was, um, I guess, understandably upset that I was making fun of his beliefs, and Uh, if, and he was like, "Why am I being, you know, raked across the coals for my beliefs?" And I was just like, "I just think you are wrong." I was like, "I I don't know what to tell you. Like, I think you are wrong about that, and in a moral way." And so that was kind of. Right. Probably a turning point a little bit for me where I'm like, just don't watch my stuff. Right.
0: Because you can't reconcile with that. It's like you said, like we said earlier, when you talk to one of those type of Christians, they're not going to change.
2: Absolutely. And like, again, I've never had kids. I don't know what that feels like to just have them out in the world making noise, as you said. And and not having any control over yeah. that, not having any platform to be like, actually, this is how it went down. Like, yeah. your side is not even a part of it, which sure. is why I feel like sure. I have to be so careful, you know, trying to kind of balance it when I do make jokes uh, about them. Yeah. Um,
0: I don't know. I, I think you should shift your disposition to more <laughs> of like, you had it coming. You had it coming. <laughs>
2: Starting now, yeah, I will.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I get you're, you're upset, but yeah, you got, you had it kind of. I mean, Come on.
2: <laughs> no, I mean, I really, again, as someone who has dated comedians, mm-hmm. I'm like, I think that's good. I think it's good for comedians to date other comedians just so they know how it feels to be talked about on stage, uh, you know, in a personal way. I mean, obviously, we are more understanding of it because
0: kind of. you think-
2: Do you think you're just as sensitive as maybe your mom would be?
0: I think we're all sensitive, but what we've learned as comedians is to sort of suck it up and just like build a callus or get some sort of uh, you know uh, uh, chronic kind of uh, mild PTSD around you know what we can and can't take. You know, I I just think that there's an open. I do the thing about dating comedians or living in this community where there really is no. Boundaries around ideas. It's it's a it's an amazing place to live, and and it's an amazing uh, community of people. But you know, there's no kind of moral precedents that you know when we're alone that we're not going to fuck with and stuff. Right, right. So so there's a lot out in the open there. But yeah, I, I get like my the ones I was involved with, or it was really just the one. I would never do it again. Um, but, you know, just speaking publicly, if, if someone you're with speaks publicly about you, I'm with someone now who, you know, talks about she's a public person. She's a director. But I always sort of like, I'm always like, oh, do you have to? That's you know, yeah. that's a little private, isn't it? But like, what am I going to say?
2: Yeah. Oh, you especially. I'm, yeah, right.
0: I'm <laughs> in no position going, could you not maybe, you know, talk about what I do when I'm crying right. by myself? <laughs> oh, <laughs> You know uh, I mean? This is off
2: the record. Like yeah, you right, have to right. do that during fights. Almost. Right. right like, yeah.
0: Just rem- I'm about to say something. Yeah. But I don't want it to come out in interviews.
2: Yeah. Which yeah. my my parents have said that to me. And, that, and please don't do a bit about this. And I'm like, how would you even think I could? And then as the longer I've done uh, this, I'm like, oh, I understand. Yeah. Why they you they assume that, that
0: everything. Is like uh, you're going-
2: someone said that to me at a funeral once. A neighbor's husband died and we went to his funeral and she came up to us crying. We're like, we're so sorry. And she goes, you're not going to put this in your... <laughs> thing i yeah, was like yeah. why would i do yeah. that well, maybe I <laughs> but would, yeah. maybe you know there's no angle yet but right. if yeah. i stumble across one i'll
0: it's possible i'll run it by you first well it's like they're at least they're thinking bigger because like i hate those people that you meet once or you have one encounter with you like don't don't say anything on stage I'm Like, oh. who
2: the fuck are you y- you, you think remember? you matter to me enough <laughs> yeah. the people who want you to talk about them on stage you never end up talking uh, about the yeah. but i it's been good for me uh just on that on that front of dating comics occasionally of like oh this is what it feels like okay maybe I should be yeah. aware of that with people in my life
0: yeah yeah no I empathy's tricky you know mm-hmm. in this game because you know so it's like this is my life too and these you know I own this but it's it's I think there is sort of in order to do the type of comedy that you know pushes um, the envelope a little bit at least personally there is a sort of lack of empathy I, I mm-hmm. wouldn't say it's sociopathic but I do think it's selfish.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, once yeah. I break up with you, I'm going to say whatever I want. Like, if I'm in a relationship with you and you want to veto a bit, I, I may let you do that. Yeah. But if once we break up, yeah. Yeah. you know, you've got to just trust that I'm a good enough person yeah. not yeah. to air I'll something. I'll tell the truth.
0: Right. But, but even that's going to hurt a little bit. Right. Just look at you. <laughs> yeah you know.
2: Well, I was I was engaged last year, uh, right? I mean, I do jokes about it in the special. Yeah. And uh, we were like deciding, I was kind of deciding if I was going to stay with this person while preparing for this special. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was in my pettier moments, it's it's hard to know what is allowed to make jokes about. And I was like, I'm not going to do any jokes about him in the special. And then the new hour has more jokes about him. Um, And our relationship. And again, you you start off very like petty and, you know, sometimes you just go off on stage and people stop laughing and you go, okay, those were just feelings. And I'm sorry about that.
0: (laughs) But that's good, though, because I don't think I mean, because I do it the same way. I mean, you obviously generate on stage a lot.
2: Right, yeah, but then you once you hone, hone it, and it, it, yeah, yeah, then it like, becomes off a little classier,
0: of course, but but when the feelings are raw, they're raw. I mm-hmm. mean, I did a whole show like about my ex-wife when she left me, and it was right. horrible, and I took most I shouldered most of the burden, but then I got you know i've I've done some pretty awful jokes in in anger, and I don't like I listen to some of that stuff on the CDs, and I'm like, I don't regret it, but it wasn't professional,
2: mm, yeah.
0: You know, because like, there even if you're like me, and you know, you sort of like, hey, man, it's hit or miss. I'm an acquired taste. I'm out here to entertain everybody, whatever. There, there is a line where I'm sort of like, I was that was just like raw as fuck. Yeah, and like, but uh, it's part of the process, but it shouldn't be the finished product.
2: Yes, well, yeah. and with the internet now, everybody can look up who you're talking about if uh, you've posted with them. <laughs> right, I mean, right, right, yeah. you know, my ex fiance was not like a comedian or performer or anything, yeah. but like. If you Google my name and fiance, like you could probably figure it out. Like,
0: yeah, yeah, everyone's got something, little something out there. Yeah, and yeah. so
2: you know, that's, a LinkedIn
0: profile. This right. poor guy.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if you if you date somebody who's a public figure, you know, you got to kind of be aware of that. I think.
0: Yes. But so that's can, a possibility. Yeah, you know, it's all out there for everybody. They can yeah. get at us. Yeah. <laughs> it's so scary it's weird
2: but that's why you share too much you know up front so you
0: go I already told you that I it, it's part. I, I do that naturally but there have been moments where I'm like I'm, I'm I've... but see the thing is nobody listens to everything you do so no. if, if somebody comes at you with something you're gonna be like excuse me if we could just go back four years ago <laughs> to podcast number 804 it's pretty clear that I own that shit yeah <laughs> I can't I've... believe everyone didn't know that that on the, <laughs> the opening monologue of that podcast you know right I'm right Robert Kelly episode no one listened
2: to that you're like you're late dude (laughs) well
0: that was always the assumption too before i you know i even now even like the indian talking about these new hours every year is that there's this weird assumption that everybody has heard everything we've done i mean obviously it's more possible with netflix like before i would put out a cd and i'm like that's it for that hour i'm like no one bought that cd no one has listened (laughs) to that cd i mean you're throwing i threw away like Five hours of material. Wow! Only because you know, like, because like nah, I already did it, and I don't feel bad about that. But the more I realize, like, there's a lot of good shit there that no one will ever hear, right? Ever. Yeah. There's like four or five CDs worth of shit that's like it's it's out there, and it was right. great. I think, but I can't do it again because I'm too proud or fucking, you know, I've got this idea. But your fans
2: uh, can and will find it. I
0: wonder. Like that album that, like the the album that I did during the separation, Final Engagement, that was, that's one of the, there was a trilogy. There was a uh, Not Sold Out, mm-hmm. uh, Still Tickets Available, and Final Engagement. Right. And Final Engagement is like dark. Fucking broken hearted Angry shit And it's like yeah. Two hours of it And it's really a, It's a rare And every once in a while Someone will text me Like that's the one That really yeah. helped me <laughs> Louis Katz Was going through A fucking breakup He's like I've been listening to that one it's been That's really
2: amazing See that's what I'm saying People can find it sure. It's not like Only not the people forever. Who bought that At the right. Funny Bone Between <laughs> 1990 Whatever Like oh. you know You can You can go online And find all that And, and your fans Do that yeah. And once people Find you. uh, They might want to go
0: down the rabbit hole. Yeah, of
2: course. Everyone, everyone's binging now. When I find somebody I've never heard of and they have a lot of stuff that you can go through.
0: I'll do that with a musician. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Not gonna do it with everything.
2: Right. I mean, with comedians, we Uh, wouldn't do that. But
0: (laughs) I just had that moment where just like sitting at that table after a half-filled gig with your CDs,
2: hey, (laughs) and they're like, "Mm, thanks. (laughs) Wait, did Where are you going? Yeah, they yeah. just nod at you and yeah, like yeah. pump Hi. the features hand like you oh, were great.
0: That's a fucking. <laughs> worst. Yeah, really liked your stuff. Hey, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. yeah um, cool, uh-huh, cool. Uh,
2: you're thanking cool. them for coming. They're yeah, like, you're but, welcome. But why do we feel that?
0: I mean, that hurts. That stings a little. And but you know, it's yeah. just part of the gig. Yeah. You know that, <laughs> That your feature is going to hand it to you one maybe once a week.
2: Yeah. And you featured so you remember yeah. people saying that to you. Right, right. And then you start headlining and you go, oh, that actually didn't mean anything when people said that to me because I was doing 20 minutes uh-huh. instead of an hour.
1: Right, right, So, right. of
2: course, you know, you remember <laughs> them as being better. Great. It, yep. was, it was
0: a lifetime ago. It's 18 minutes, man. Yeah. I was up there for an hour 10, hour yeah. 15. <laughs> His 18 was good. Come on. <laughs> Who can't do 18? You can do 18. Well,
2: it's the same thing as that woman complaining that she had heard things I in know, your hour I and a half, I and know. you're like, I guess I should have done
0: 50. Yeah, you, know, you fucking fuck her. <laughs> and I went back and forth with her, too. Really? Well, she emailed me through the website, oh and I'm my like, God. you fuck. And they hit, it's a nerve with me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I didn't want to. I knew I went back too soon. Yeah. And so she got it. <laughs> she struck the nerve, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> I hate when they get you. <laughs> Well, great job! I think we've covered it. Everybody's yeah, I feel okay. good about it. Good man, and we and we stayed at a distance. We're gonna take a picture now mm-hmm. from at a distance. distance.
2: Yep. Yeah. So we don't get any backlash.
0: Yeah, exactly, because I'm posting pics of people that I, I've recorded weeks ago. I saw that, and people are like, "What's going on?" Yeah, like, it's a while ago. Before everything we thought you changed. were woke, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Nope. <laughs> nope. He's touching people. He's out there touching people. <laughs> good talking to you. Thank you. <laughs> There you go. Taylor Tomlinson. I like her. Funny special. Go watch it. It's called uh, Quarter Life Crisis. It's up there on the Netflix. And her and her boyfriend, uh, Sam, do a thing. Sam Morrell, who'll be on the show Thursday. I think it's on YouTube. Is it on YouTube or Instagram? I think it's on YouTube. You'll find it. Maybe she mentioned it. I think she might have mentioned it. Anyway, look. And now I will play some music. That's slightly reminiscent of Neil Young because... I'm uh, playing sort of the same guitar he is, and maybe some more chords, but then I change it. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm.